Welcome to the Canacook Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, and spiritual growth to do a mini-series on Advent. If you're new here, welcome. You've picked a great time to jump in. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you focus on what Christmas should really be about, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Canacug Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and Rudolph's personal trainer. It's Beth Ann Lampley. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah, I didn't know that you were so skilled at uh, working with reindeer. When did that come about? Well, you know, being from Mississippi, it's a great place to train reindeer. We have That's lots right. of snow, great open fields for flying. So Mississippi what can I is say? the place. Actually, 90% of the Christmas reindeer come from Mississippi. I don't know if you well, knew that. That is true. We welcome the Canacuck Podcast listeners to the Christmas Advent Series. We're here in week three of our journey to Christmas morn as we celebrate the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Each week, we'll release a new Advent Series episode leading up to that special day. And today, we're going to talk about joy. Bethann, introduce our guest for the day. Well, as you already said, Shay, we are talking about joy today on the podcast. And no two better people than Colin and Rachel Sparks to talk about joy. They are literal sparks of joy. Sorry for the cheesy joke. That wow. is their last no. name. Wow, that works. But they are. They are people who are joy themselves. And I feel like you guys are great at creating moments of wonder and joy for other people. You do a great job doing that. So Colin is on our executive team here at Canacuck, and he and Rachel serve as lead directors at K-Country. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thanks, BA. Yeah, so fun to be here. Yeah. I have a very important question for the two of you, and I've actually been waiting to ask this. You guys may or may not know this, but Rachel Sparks is extremely gifted at hospitality, specifically cooking. My question, Rachel, is what is your favorite Christmas dish to make? And Colin, what is your favorite Christmas dish to consume? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, well, Shay, I was thinking that you would want me to say that it was Trace Leche's yes, cake. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> because we have shared some really fun moments of having that together. But it's not. Um, it's actually homemade rolls. I love doing anything with dough and yeast, and the process is so fun to me. So wow. homemade rolls, cinnamon rolls, any of that. I love it. So like, love not, it, love like it. you're talking about both dinner rolls, and like sweet and savory? Sure. Yeah. I love it. It's so wow. fun. Like, it's such a process. I don't always have time to do it. But you get to like mix the dough, and you have to wait, and you let it rise, and then roll it all out. It's, it's, I just enjoy it. So, yeah. Let me ask you this, Rachel. I feel like that process is intimidating like dough is intimidating no, to people no. why why do what's holding us back like is it that hard to do well i think people think they can mess it up like if you don't get the yeast right and all that but it's really simple i always say if you can follow directions you can do stuff so okay there's the patience to do it right because there's like the first rise sometimes and the second rise and sometimes yeah so it's a patient but in this season of advent what a great thing to do oh, is slow wow. down yep Yep. Be intentional and make make some homemade rolls. That's right. Bethann can weave a spiritual message. And She's anything. so good. Okay. <laughs> so, Sparks, now to you, Colin. Well, those, that, those of us that consume those rolls, right. both sweet and savory, uh -huh. 
typically lead to other roles. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy's got roles on roles. <laughs> Not a great season. Tis the season for roles. Uh, no more ways than one. But um, I do love me a good cinnamon roll. That's not my favorite, actually, Shay. Uh, my favorite, uh, kind of a Sparks family tradition, uh, are tamales. Oh, you're kidding That's me. My Christmas tamales? That's my favorite. Most people don't realize that tamales are a... a our Christmas tradition yeah. in the in the Hispanic culture, and growing up in Texas, we loved us some good tamales. Wow! And so that's my favorite. We haven't mastered. We don't. Uh, we haven't mastered making the tamale. It's a lot easier to buy tamales. That too but. seems like a process kind of thing. Yeah, like you just don't throw a tamale. Have together. you tried it? I haven't. See, I would try like a bread dough, but tamales you know would intimidate me. I have me. some advice for you, Rachel. Okay. If you can follow directions, you can make tamales. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's what he didn't say is that Colin Sparks is a Christmas baby. So we always have tamales, not only for Christmas, but for his birthday oh, is the hey. tradition. Hey, hey, hey. So literal this. 25th? Well, actually, what I was day? born on the 22nd, but I was brought home in a big stocking on oh. the 25th on Christmas Day. Yeah. From the Tess, yeah, Tess is a 23rd and it was the same, same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, that's pretty fun. So one big rolled up tamale. <laughs> yeah, it all goes back to the rolls, doesn't it? <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so we, we have started a tradition on the Kennecock Advent podcast, and it's about traditions. Tradition of traditions. We want to know what are some family traditions that you guys do that you get excited about during the Christmas season? This is fun. We um, knew that this question might be coming. And so we had a long drive and we were talking to our kids about this. And it was so fun to hear them talk about kind of favorite traditions and what they look forward to. Um, but I will have to say my favorite tradition that we do is a small thing. Um, but through the years, we've gathered ornaments from different events in our life. So we'll get an ornament on a vacation. Um, I give the kids an ornament every year that signifies kind of something big in their year. And then when we decorate that tree, we pull out all the ornaments together. And it's so fun to walk through and to say, oh, this was our white Christmas. This was our vacation here. And to remember all of those events. Our kids love it. Like they almost get more excited than I even do to go through and to talk about all those memories. So that's my favorite tradition. Yeah, fun time. I think we try to use this season just to look back and see how God has worked and through the years and the stages of life and all those kind of things. So just a fun time. I think it's just a fun uh, tradition that has evolved, really. Yeah. It hasn't even been that intentional. It's just evolved over a time for us to slow down. And uh, we've spent this season where we've popped up pictures, you know, from our phones for throughout the year and just remembered how God has been faithful and uh, what he has done in our, in our life. So fun tradition. I love that. Today, we're going to talk about joy and Beth Ann's going to do a scripture reading. And then the Sparks are going to share just their hearts on joy in the Christmas season. This is from Luke 2. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census must be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all the people were on their way to register for the census, each to his own city. 
Now Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was betrothed to him and was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying in the fields and keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Gosh, such a great passage. It's honestly one of those passages that we all know, we've all heard, but it's so fun to hear it again at this time of year and to realize the great magnitude of those verses truly. And I feel like in listening to that verse, I identified mostly in thinking about the shepherds and really thinking about they were probably just living their normal lives. They were in the middle of a field doing what they do probably every night. I would probably argue uh, and could imagine that it was a little mundane. It was maybe even a little dull that as they sat in that field, they just were kind of going about every day what they normally do. And then And then the angels broke through and honestly broke through any semblance of normal whatsoever. It rocked their world. Absolutely. The heavens opened up and they heard the voice of an angel and they got news that would alter all of history and the world forever to come. And I really, I I felt like BA, I can relate to this so much because as we approach the Christmas season and I was thinking about this, I just think about how often I am going into the Christmas season in my life spiritually, like a little bit dull, even half-heartedly, even just like the normal of, okay, it's December, it's Advent, it's all the commercial Commercials are back on. We're back in the Christmas season. And okay, here we go. It's supposed to be so magical, but it can be even just a little ho-hum sometimes. And I can identify with those shepherds. And then I just love this picture, though, of just like for the shepherds in that field that the angels broke through the dull, the half-hearted, the half-awake. God wants to do that with us in our life. He wants to take our drowsiness, and He wants to awaken us. And that's what got me excited about talking about joy for Mm -hmm. this season. We all need an awakening. We really do. And that's what the Christmas season wants to speak to our hearts. We need to have our attention recaptured in the right way. And we all want a stirring inside of our hearts. We don't want to be half asleep. We don't want to be drowsy. We want that stirring. We want that 
invigoration really in our lives. And that's what I think the Christmas season wants to come to do to us. Um, You know, when that angel came and he talked to them, he didn't say that I bring you good news of just some joy or a little joy. He said, I bring you news of great joy. We are talking about great indestructible joy that has changed the entire world and can change our whole life. And so it was good for me, even just thinking about joy, to stop and to think about that, that in the midst of the mundane, God wants to bring us great joy, something different than anything the world has to offer us. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's like you think so often the world, when you hear, when you see joy painted on the you know windows or you see joy to the world playing in the malls or whatever, there's this fake joy that I think is promoted, really. It's the world world's version of of joy, right? So we think worldly joy when our team wins or when we've uh, eaten a good butter roll. Mm. There's some joy there. But that joy is temporary and fleeting. You know, the worldly joy makes us smile for a moment, um, but leaves us empty and searching and just wanting another uh, fix, if you will, for, for that joy. We spend more than we should chasing temporary you know, highs of purchasing and what that possessions and what it gives us. We eat more than we should to just crave that short shelf life. We entertain ourselves, you know, too much, hoping that that numbing joy of fantasy worlds and will help us cope in the in the real world that we live in. We work too much, hoping that the achievement and success that we do will make us feel good and, and bring value to our lives. These are all fake. They're fake joy. But thank goodness you know, Jesus offers us a deep abiding joy, a biblical joy that comes from, you know, it's a true inner peace and rest that comes from abiding in him. You know, the world says consume more, which will bring you joy. Jesus says, slow down and abide in me. Um, Trust me, a life of just expectancy and wonder in him, which leads to a, just a life of thankfulness and understanding of what God has done for us. Psalm 1611 says, in the presence, there is fullness of joy. It's not a temporary happiness, you know, that's based off of circumstances, right? That's temporary. It's a joy in spite of, right? So we say happiness is because of, but the biblical definition of joy is in spite of of our circumstances, which is a lasting mm-hmm. joy that that transcends all circumstances. And so that's why Jesus, even when he was going to the cross, Hebrews says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, even in trials. Because I know the Christmas season is tough for a lot of people. There's loss and just um, heartache, and it, it stirs up lots of hard things, but yet we can still have a great joy because of his work that he has done for what he has done for us, what he's doing and what we'll continue to do. So really there's such a difference between happiness and joy. It's not necessarily just a happiness that we have to be smiling and elated. It's a deep joy that comes from abiding and being in the fullness that we have from being in the presence of Christ. And Colin, you're so right. Like this Christmas season has so many different emotions. I think there's a lot of people that don't necessarily feel the joy in the world right now. Um, And so how do we have that? How do we have Mm -hmm. that joy during this season? And I want to go back to even what the angel said, I think 
just to break that down really quick, I think he laid out a, a quick plan for us. Um, in Luke 2, it said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you news of great joy. Um, I love that the first thing the angel said is, Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was a shepherd, I'm telling you what, I probably would have been quaking in my boots, like right. shaking in my boots, not quaking, shaking in my boots. <laughs> quaking and shaking. Uh, <laughs> quaking and shaking. Um, because that would have been like a very disturbing sight to right. see for sure. But gosh, I mean, I love too that anything the Lord does in our lives is going to be so different and radical than what we know of this world. And so we're told, do not be afraid. That concept in itself is so foreign in this world. It's it's more natural almost to be anxious, to be fearful than Absolutely. it is to not be afraid. Right. So he tells us, do not be afraid. And I love the link here. I think that fear will always be a destroyer of joy. But the opposite of true, joy will always drive out fear. When we understand what it is to be in the presence of God, when we understand the abiding joy that He can bring to us, that will drive out fear. It will. The next thing the angel said was, behold, I love that word. It's angels, um, every time almost that they came in scripture, they said that word, behold. Um, And what behold means is it's really to see something that is remarkable or impressive. I think another word that you could put in there would be wonder. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that's what the Christmas season is all about. I think even secular sources get that Christmas is about wonder, but we don't do that often in our life. We don't just stop and behold and to look. So I think the key to beholding is to take your eyes off yourself and to behold the majesty of the good news that the angel brought to the shepherds and that we have right now. So good news. What are we beholding? The good news. What is the good news? And I'm not talking about the Sunday school Baptist answer. I'm talking about what is the good news? How do you answer this? How would you answer this in your life? I think what I was drawn to is a verse in First John. It's First John 3, 8, and it says, The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Wow. That's the good news. We've got the greatest message of hope and joy that we know our Savior came to eventually grow up, to die on the cross for us, to forgive us our sin, and ultimately to destroy the works of the devil. I think John Piper said this the best. This is a quote from him. And he said, since the Son of God lived, died, rose, reigns, and is coming again, the meaning of Christmas is what is good and precious in your life need never be lost. And what is evil and undesirable in your life can be changed. What is good need never, ever be lost. And what is bad can be changed. The devil works to take the good and to bring the bad. And Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's the good news that we get to behold. Love it. You know, and I think that's a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge for all of us, regardless of where you are, you know, where you live. That's the challenge, I think, for us in this season as the world speeds up and, you know, consumes more that we would slow down as believers, that we would slow down. God uses this season for us to behold, behold the wonder of his son and what his son has done uh, for us and that we would abide, you know, abide in that. We would 
like you said, Rachel, take our eyes off of ourselves, And when we take our eyes off of ourself, we abide in him and we see the wonder uh, of the Christ child who has come to save and to redeem and to make all things new again. And so that's our challenge and our hope that we would abide in him. Me personally, I'm speaking to my own, my own self that we would use this season of abiding in him and finding the great joy that has become and joy to the world, you know, a weary world rejoices. And so that just pray that that those verses and again, would just stir our affections and we would rejoice in him in this season. Colin, Rachel, thank you for your word of encouragement. It's the, the timing is absolutely perfect. And we thank you, our listening audience for joining us today. We hope that our conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to the Christmas season. And with that, I'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you and, and we rejoice. We choose joy. We thank you, God, for the truth that you've spoken through the Sparks family today and pray, Father, that we would behold it, that we lay our hands on it and not let go. And regardless of our circumstances, that we would find our joy in Christ and the grace that's found in him. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.